Hello listeners, welcome to another episode of Activate God's Purpose, where we yield our humanity to God's divinity. We believe that God has a divine plan, purpose, blueprint, and agenda for each and every soul on this earth. The question is, will we yield to his plan, to his divine purpose? There's a difference between those of us who yield and those of us who don't. And um, the preference would be, or, or I should say my advice, advice would be, it's best to yield to the Holy Spirit, to Jesus, to God. Um, God doesn't force us, as you know, I always say that. But he will knock on the doors of our hearts. He'll find ways to reach us. And it's left to us to reach back to him and accept the invitation that he, God, has sent to us. And the most beautiful, the most powerful invitation God has sent our way is allowing his son to be slaughtered and crucified on the cross. Even Jesus cried out and said, why have you forsaken me? But God did it because he was inviting us back to him. That's how much we mean to God. God is always inviting us back to him. Even those of us who walk with him already, even those of us who have chosen to walk with God, to walk with Jesus, to walk with the Holy Spirit, every day is an invitation because we also have the potential. We also have the free will to turn away from God and from the things of God. We have the potential and the free will to deny God. So every day, every morning, His mercies are new, always inviting us. His faithfulness is fresh every day, always with us, never leaving us, never forsaking us, always telling us to draw closer, to seek Him diligently, to thirst after him, to hunger for him. Because it's so easy to deny or to turn away from the invitation of God. Especially in the kind of world we live in now. It's so easy to not accept the invitation of God. And so today we're going to talk about the uninvited. Uninvited. And the scripture we're going to read is from Luke chapter 7, verse 36 to 50. Luke chapter 7, verse 36 to 50. I'll first read from the New International Version. It says, When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there 
with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, If this man were a prophet, he would know who is touching him and what kind of woman she is that she's a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain money lender. One owed him 500 denarii and the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back. So he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt. I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman from the time I entered has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore, I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven little, loves little. Then Jesus said to her, your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, who is this who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now bear with me. Let me read the the message version to you. The message version says, again, Luke chapter 7 from verse 36 to verse 50. One of the Pharisees asked him over for a meal, He went to the Pharisee's house and sat down at the dinner table. Just then, a woman of the village, the town harlot, having learned that Jesus was a guest in the home of the Pharisee, came with a bottle of very expensive perfume and stood at his feet, weeping, raining tears on his feet. Letting down her hair, she dried his feet, kissed them, and anointed them with the perfume. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man was the prophet I thought he was, he would have known what kind of woman this is who is falling all over him. Jesus said to him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Oh, tell me. Two men were in debt to a banker. 
One owed five hundred silver pieces, the other fifty. Neither of them could pay up, and so the banker cancelled both debts. Which of the two would be more grateful? Simon said, "I suppose the one who was forgiven the most." That's right," said Jesus. Then, turning to the woman, but speaking to Simon, he said, "Do you see this woman? I came to your home. You provided no water for my feet, but she rained tears on my feet and dried them with her hair. You gave me no greeting, but from the time I arrived, she hasn't quit. From the time I arrived, she hasn't quit kissing my feet." You provided nothing for freshening up, but she has soothed my feet with perfume. Impressive, isn't it? She was forgiven many, many sins, and so she is very, very grateful. If the forgiveness is minimal, the gratitude is minimal. Then he spoke to her, "I forgive your sins." That set the dinner guest talking behind his back. Who does he think he is, forgiving sins? He ignored them and said to the woman, "Your faith has saved you. Go in peace." I welcome the Holy Spirit. I welcome Jesus. I welcome God to take over this message, because someone needs to know. That their sins are forgiven. Someone needs to know that Jesus will ignore the crowd and turn to them and say to them, "Your faith has saved you. Go in peace." Someone listening to this podcast needs to know that their faith has made them whole, has saved them, and that it is okay. It is more than okay. For them to go in peace, the Bible says she was forgiven many, many sins, and so she is very, very grateful. If the forgiveness is minimal, the gratitude is minimal, which means that if 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 the sin was minimal, then the person forgiven just feels, oh, okay, all right. But if the sin was grave, if the sins were plenty, then the depth of gratitude is heavier, is deeper, is more. It it becomes more than oh okay I'm forgiven. No, it becomes a depth of gratitude beyond explanation. It becomes a depth of gratitude where you hold on to God, to Jesus, to the Holy Spirit because you know what you've done, you know where you've been. And here is holy God, here is holy Jesus, here is Holy Spirit, forgiving you, and saying your faith has made you whole. Go in peace. Someone needs to hear this today. Go in peace. Lay it down. What has happened has happened. What has been done has been done. You're still alive. You're still breathing. You're still here. Use this opportunity, and be at Jesus's feet, and ask for forgiveness. All of us have sinned. The Bible says, "All, all have come short of the glory of God." For all have sinned, 
and come short of the glory of God. It says, no, not one, not one is good. The reason why I can talk to you today, the reason why anyone who is genuinely following God, who is authentically following Jesus can talk to you today is not because we were originally good people. No, it's not because we were, we have never sinned. We have. But we made a choice to turn back to our maker, our creator, our God. We yielded our lives to Jesus. We yielded our lives to the Holy Spirit and asked them to take over. That's the difference. And you can do the same right now, right now. You can even stop this podcast right now and think and just go on your knees and just yield. Kneel, bow down, lay on the floor, weep, Whichever way that you show humility to God, whichever way you show submission to God, what are the things that you need to give up? What are the things that you have done that you feel that there's no way that you can be forgiven? There's no way that the sins have piled up too high. The sins have been too long. They've gone on too long. They've been in addiction for too long. God, God is much bigger than your sin, my brother, my sister, much bigger. And the sacrifice that he made, sending his son, Jesus, to die for us, is much, much bigger than your sin. For you to say it's not possible for God to forgive you is denying the power of the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ because the same spirit that rose him from the grave will rise you up from your sin, will rise you up from your darkness, will rise you up. And I know I can say will raise you up, but there's a reason why I'm saying rise you up. It's for emphasis. I want to emphasize that he will rise you up. He will separate you from that sin. He has the power to do it. What he needs from you is a yielded heart, a yielded spirit, a yielded mind, a yielded body, a determination from you that you will follow him, that you want to let go of your sins and then leave him to do what only he can do. Leave the Holy Spirit to do what only he can do in your life. This woman did the right thing. She, has, she was known as a town harlot. She was known as a town's prostitute. Especially in those days, there was definitely no respect, no regard for her. Nobody honored her life. Nobody honored her soul. Nobody cared about her. She was a castaway. Her life was worth nothing to them. Absolutely nothing. But here comes Jesus. Invited into a Pharisee's house. The Pharisees were the people who thought they knew God so well. They thought that they were so holy. And they thought they knew God inside out and could interpret God inside out. But here comes God who brings Jesus. And Jesus contradicts everything the Pharisees want to tell people. Everything, all the laws they laid down, Jesus came and contradicted and I say contradicted because as far as the Pharisees were concerned, that woman should be stoned to death. As far as the Pharisees were concerned, no human being 
should go near her. As far as they were concerned, she was filth. She was dirt. But as far as Jesus was concerned, she was worth dying for. As far as God was concerned, she was worth sending his son for. As far as the Holy Spirit is concerned, she was worth being filled by the power of the Holy Spirit and the healing of the Holy Spirit. As far as Jesus was concerned, she was worth forgiving. And that's you today, and that's me today. We're worth it to him, not because of anything we have done, but because of the death of Jesus, because of the shedding of his blood, and because he rose again and gave us the victory. He rose and gave us the victory. I respect this woman because how dare she enter the Pharisee's house? How dare she? The audacity, the bravery. But that tells you the depth of how hungry she wanted Jesus to forgive her. That tells you how much she wanted to do away with the kind of lifestyle she was living. Who knows why she was living that kind of lifestyle? We don't know. What circumstances drove her into that lifestyle? We don't know. You know, and we shouldn't care. What we should care about is her salvation. And that's how we should be today. What matters is a person's salvation, not their past, not what they're doing right now, but their future. Are they saved? Am I saved? Are you saved? Right? What do we need to do to, to keep and maintain our salvation? Stay close to God. Read the word of God. Stay in fellowship with fellow believers. I know there's church politics. I know that there are some wolves that come as sheep, the games with money. Oh, we, we know all these things. But ask the Holy Spirit to lead you to a genuine group of people. And it's usually not in the noise, usually not in the crowd, but you will find them. There are pockets of people, there are pockets of churches, pockets of fellowship where the Holy Spirit genuinely resides. Go there, be there, and fellowship. Ask the Holy Spirit to direct you. Where should you go? Where should you be? Who should you be under? Who should be your spiritual father? Who should be your spiritual covering? Which church should you belong to? He will show you. This woman knew who to go to. She knew the house of the Pharisee, and she knew Jesus was in there. She took her eyes off the Pharisee. She took her eyes off the town that called her the town harlot. Can you imagine? She is the harlot for the whole town. She pressed through and she went into the man's house. And she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. And she didn't stand in front of him. I believe she... she it was out of respect. The Bible says she stood behind him. Remember the story we read about the woman with the issue of blood? She didn't try to get in front of Jesus. She too came from behind and touched the hem of his garment. There's got to be something about that. There's, going, there's got to be a level of humility, a level of ashamedness, a level of, you know, 
Jesus, you're too big to even see me or to even know me. And you should even come near me. I'm too small. So I'm just going to come from the back. I'm going to come from behind and just humbly touch you. If I could just touch you, if I could just touch your feet, if I could just touch your garment, if I could just cry at your feet. Because that's all I'm worth. And maybe less if I come up from behind you and just touch you. But I know that even if I feel this small, even if I feel this dirty, even if I feel this filthy, you are Jesus. I know that if I touch you, my filth will go away. I know that you will let me touch you. The crowd is around you. The Pharisees are around you. But somehow I know that in my filthy state, that you, Jesus, will not mind if I touch you. Somehow I know in my, in my state of guilt, in my state of addiction, in my state of being a prostitute, in my state of being a thief, in my state of being a murderer, in my state of being, you name it. Somehow I know I can touch Jesus. There's something about him that regardless of my condition, regardless of what I've done, regardless of who I've been or who I have not been, there's something about Jesus. I can touch him. I can touch him. He will allow me to touch him. He wants me to touch him. Something draws me to touch him. Something tells me that he's different, that he won't condemn me. Instead, he will save me, that he won't bash me. Instead, he will heal me that he won't crush me. Instead, he will redeem me. Something about Jesus. These women knew something about him. Today, I hope you know something about him. I hope you know that you can touch Jesus. It says she stood behind him at his feet weeping. She began to wet his feet with tears. She cried so much that her tears, like the message Bible says, she rained tears on his feet. And then she wiped them with her hair, such humility, with her hair. You know, perhaps her hair was the only part of her body where she felt was not filthy anymore. And especially in those days, the, the, the glory of a woman was her hair. The glory of a woman was her hair. So she took what was, maybe she felt what, that what was still a clean part of herself, a clean part of her body. You know, a part of her that still had some kind of goodness in it, some kind of glory in it. And she took it and wiped his feet, wiped his feet. Then she wiped them with her hair, her hair, kissed them and poured perfume on them. There's a part of you, there's a part of you, regardless of who you are, where you've been, what you've done, what people think about you, there's a part of you that cries out for Jesus, that wants to touch him, that can and will touch him. Allow that part of you, like this woman took her hair and allowed her hair to touch Jesus' feet. Allow that part of you to touch Jesus, to touch his garment, to touch his feet, to touch him. Just let it go and do it. What is it that you have that you can touch Jesus with? for your salvation, for your healing, for your redemption. Hallelujah. And all the people saw was she was a sinner. 
what kind of man is this? What kind of Jesus is this? What kind of prophet? He calls himself a prophet and allows a sinner, this town harlot, to touch him? How could he possibly be Jesus? How could he possibly be the prophet? You see the pride, the ego, the arrogance, the condemnation, the judgment of the world. You can't allow that to block you. You can't allow that to stop you. And Jesus asked them a question. If someone owed a large amount of money and is in debt, and another one, a smaller amount of money and is in debt, and they go to the bank and the bank says, you're forgiven, clear the debts, don't worry about it, you're free from it. Which of those two men or women will be more grateful? They say it's the one that had the bigger debt to pay. This woman knew she had a big debt to pay. She was not in denial. She wasn't in denial about who she was, what she had become, or what she had done. But no matter her darkness, no matter the filth or guilt or shame, something in her knew that Jesus could reinstate her worth, her value. Something about Jesus could reinstate her precious life could reconcile her value, could, 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 uh, 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 could bring her back into the original likeness and original image of God, of her. Something in her knew that she was created by God. And if she could just touch his son, if she could just touch Jesus, if she could touch God the son, she can come back to that original image and likeness of God that she is. Today, do you want the original likeness and image of who you are in God? Not who you are now. Whether you've given your life to Jesus or not, not who you are now. Who were you originally? before you were formed in your mother's womb. The original creation of who you are in the hand of God, breathed into by the Holy Spirit. Who is that man? Who is that woman? So she came to him and she was forgiven many, many sins. And so she is very, very grateful. If the forgiveness is minimal, the gratitude is minimal. What was forgiven was massive, was huge. And so her sense of gratefulness, of gratitude was huge. Her sense of gratitude was not minimal because her forgiveness was not minimal. She was grateful. Jesus said to her, he said, I forgive your sins. In the face of all the Pharisees, of all the guests who mocked her, who laughed at her, who looked down on her, and who had probably had fun with her, who had used her, used her. And now they have the nerve to laugh at her. And now they have the nerve to ask Jesus, how can you call yourself Jesus or a prophet and talk to such a woman? Allow her to wipe your feet with her hair. Allow her to pour perfume on you. Allow her to, 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 to cry on you. How can you allow her to put her filth or her filthy self on you? 
And these same Pharisees were probably people who had been with her. I bet you if there were 10 of them in that room, at least eight of them, nine of them had been with this woman. But they're Pharisees, religious people, wolves, acting like sheep, acting like they're clean, acting like they're better than everybody else, acting like they don't have any sin, acting like they know everything, they have all the answers, acting as though they are pure. No, no. Jesus ignored them. The Bible says Jesus ignored them and said to the woman, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. You're listening to this podcast today. Go and read the story of this woman. Go and read her story. Luke chapter 7, verse 36 to verse 50. And understand that you are forgiven. The reason why this podcast is called The Uninvited is because most people would, not, would never invite this woman into their homes, into their lives. Most people will never invite this woman, this town harlot, amongst them. But we started this podcast by saying that God invites us. And the biggest invitation he gave to us was allowing his son to be slaughtered, to be crucified on the cross. That was the, that's the biggest invitation, the kindest, the purest invitation we can ever get. Nobody can give us that kind of invitation. But God, God did. God still does. So come to him. Come to him with your tears. Come to him with your, with, with, with your hair. Hair being symbolic of what is it that you want to lay at his feet? What is it that you want to wipe his feet with? What is it that you want to submit and yield to him? That's what the hair is symbolic of. The tears, your brokenness, your brokenness. I surrender, I surrender, I surrender. Take your eyes off people. Take your eyes off what they'll say. Take your eyes off what they'll do. Take your eyes off what they've called you. Take your eyes off how they see you. You, the uninvited by people. You, the uninvited by the crowd. You are invited. You are invited. You are invited into the family of God. You are invited to the table of Jesus the Christ. So come to him and let him take over. Come to him and let God be your God. Let Jesus be your savior. Let the Holy Spirit fill you. Let the Holy Spirit cleanse you. Let the blood of Jesus cleanse you. Let the Holy Spirit rebuild you, renew you, bring you back to your original state. Yield to him. He has the power to heal you. Jesus has forgiven you. Understand that Jesus has forgiven you. Don't hold back. Don't allow anyone to hold you back. 
Don't allow anyone or anything to keep you away from Jesus. Come to him. Yield and surrender. Doesn't matter if you were the town harlot. Doesn't matter if you were the town murderer. Doesn't matter if you were the town thief. Whatever it is that you have been or done, God already knew, but he still sent Jesus. He still sent Jesus for you anyway. He still sent him. And I'm talking to you from experience. By the standards of the Pharisees, I'm not qualified to speak to you. I'm not qualified to hold this podcast. I'm not qualified to tell you about Jesus. By the standards of man, how dare I talk to you about Jesus and his saving grace? But here we are. Why? It comes from the understanding that Jesus died for me. It comes from yielding, yielding over and over and over again, over the years to Jesus Christ, to God the Father, to the Holy Spirit. Years of it. You can do that. You can do it as well. You have that invitation as well. Uninvited by man, but invited by God. You have that invitation. Your name was on the cross. Your name was on Jesus' heart when he rose from the grave. He fought the battle for you. He resurrected for you. He shed his blood for you. He got the victory for you. Yes, the same Jesus. Yesterday, today, and forever. God bless you. God keep you. Remember, your sins are forgiven. Uninvited one. The woman was not invited. She definitely was not invited. In no way, shape, or form. But she still went to Jesus. Because she didn't need to be told that he invited her. Somehow she knew. And this was even before he was crucified on the cross. How did she know that she could go to him? How do you know that you can go to Jesus? You hear my voice. It means that you can go to him. She heard Jesus' voice. She heard someone talk about Jesus. She knew Jesus was in town. Jesus is in town for you today. By virtue of you listening to this podcast, Jesus is with you right now. He's in town today. He's in your home. He's at your table. He's in your bedroom. He's in your car. He is wherever you are. And all you need to do is yield and submit. Doesn't matter the labels they've given you or you've given yourself. Allow him to enter Allow the Holy Spirit to fill you. Allow yourself to be loved, loved, loved by God, loved by Him. You're that precious. You're that valuable. You're that worthy to Him. God bless you. God keep you. God cause His face to shine upon you. May you understand that you are invited you are invited in the name of Jesus. I leave you in the hands of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. 
feel free to write to activategodspurpose at gmail.com. Feel free to visit www.activategodspurpose.com www.activategodspurpose.com God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. I will speak to you soon. You are invited to the table of God. You are invited to the table of Jesus Christ. You are invited to the table of the Holy Spirit. Never forget that. No matter what, never forget that. You are forgiven. <laughs>